This podcast is available in video form on our YouTube channel at Moto Outsider. In this episode of the Moto Outsider, we are covering all things Arlington Supercross. From Jet Lawrence calling out Nate Thrasher, Nate Thrasher cleaning out Hunter Lawrence, Hayden Deegan going from 15th to finishing in the top 10 uh, overall, everything from Cooper Webb becoming consistent and getting his second win, Tomac signing uh, with Outdoors and making everything official, throwing away all the concerns about his retirement. Guys, we have a lot of stuff to cover. As always, my name is Matthew Huss, joined by my beautiful long-haired co-host, Mr. Chris Baird. How are you doing, man? Dude, I'm in Las Vegas. Life is good, Matt. What's going on today, man? Dude, that background, I can't tell if you're chilling in a penthouse, what you're doing, but I know that view is way better than mine. That is for sure, dude. <laughs> oh, we're balling. No, we're just in the Luxor. It's a, it's a $50 a night room, but it's, it's real nice out here. I love it. Dude, $50 room. What floor are you on for 50 bucks? Sixth floor in the Sixth tower. Floor? All right, dude. Yeah, it's pretty good. That, man. How no. much money have you lost gambling in Vegas so far? Zero dollars. I do not gamble. I don't have money to waste anyways, so it's good. <laughs> Beautiful. <laughs> awesome, man. Well, dude, let's get right into it. But before we talk, tackle all of the headlines, let's announce the giveaway winner for our very first giveaway that we found at 500 subs. We just threw all of the names into the randomizer, which took so much damn time. Yes. But our winner of the uh, replica jersey by choice is Mr. Michael Powell. Congratulations to you, man. I know Chris has already reached out to you to gather some information so we can get this jersey sent on over to you. But congrats to you, brother. Thank you so much for the support. And uh, guys, we are doing another giveaway at 1,000 subs. So be sure to subscribe to the channel and then also drop a comment down below with if you would rather win a motocross gift card to a store of your choice or a replica jersey, we're doing another give, another giveaway at 1,000 subs. So all that stuff aside, let's get right into the headlines. And arguably the best headline of the night, in my opinion, is the media blunder between Jet Lawrence in the booth calling Nate Thrasher an idiot and then getting some <laughs> help from the guys in the booth to keep him on the rails. Chris, dude, what are your thoughts, man? <laughs> Everything that you got there. I replayed that clip like eight times. I was like, did he really just say that? Dumb, dumb move by Thrasher there. Oh, no, it was a mistake. Yeah. Oh, Hunter Damn just it. makes contact with his back <gasps> wheel. Idiot. Oops, my bad. So you can say that if you're talking about your brother. And oh, I yeah. think it, it could have started a lot more controversy than it did, but it's a, it's a little weird to, to hear, you know, <laughs> someone call their competitor an idiot, but I think I'd be the same way if it was my brother, right? I, I totally understand. Ricky got him right back on track and was like, hey, man, if you're saying that about your brother, it's fine, but... Um, yep. You could argue the move was kind of a bonehead move. I think Nate did truly make a mistake. So, what, what's yeah, your take on the whole incident and like what happened? So I watched it. I watched it a couple times because I was thinking to myself, if Nate cross-rutted, not cross-rutted, if he cross-jumped on purpose to take my man out, I think that is, like you said, a boneheaded move. But yeah. based on how he landed looked back the way his body moved on the bike the way the bike moved i personally think it was an accident and um i think anyone who watches it over a few times would agree do you think it was an accident do you think it was on purpose what do you think dude oh 100 as soon as he got yeah. airborne he looked over it, it was one of those like the bike's kind of going where i don't i don't want it to go and there's nothing i yeah. can really do at this point so it was a bummer but yeah there, it was nothing he could do he, he i think he crossed or just lost the front tire it's a bummer because hunter sure. was coming on strong and that was a. Uh, it was going to be a really good race, I think. Hunter was cruising, man. And yeah. dude, do you think there's somewhat of a beef between Nate and Hunter, two of the best riders in that class on that coast? 
do you think there's anything kind of underlying there? I know there was some some bumping in, uh, some bar banging on the, on the course this weekend. Yeah, I mean, just before the, we'll call it a takeout, but just, you know, just before the takeout, um, Thrasher did run Hunter really high in the corner right after the whoops. Now, they did come in pretty hot and a lot of speed. I don't know if that was intentional, but you got to think after last weekend, you know, Hunter kind of putting on a show and passing them in the last corner. There's got to be something there. I mean, if, if I'm Hunter and I'm Nate, like, if I'm either one of those guys, I'm like, you know, screw that other guy. Like, I want to win this yep. title. So I would say there's probably tension more than anything. I don't know about beef, but... It's, it's going to be a tight championship race, I think, if Hunter uh, keeps crashing and, and hitting the ground. I think so, man. Dude, so, all right, so that wraps up everything for Jet Lawrence and Nate Thrasher. Let's talk about Hayden Deegan. You know, Triple Crown yes. race, first race, he clocks a 15. And I texted you because I know you were on the road. I texted you, and I was like, Hayden Deegan with a little looking eye emoji. Yep. And, I mean, I didn't think he was going to recover the way he did with the next two races. Ultimately, he rounds out an eighth finish. What are your thoughts on Deegan's performance this past weekend? I know everyone loves talking about this kid. So what would you think, man? Well, dude, like even if you, you don't look at the individual scores and you look at an eighth-place finish in 250 East, I mean, it's his rookie season. That's still an impressive result. But, you know, he, yep. he got a fifth and a fourth in the last two races. The 15th, you know, a couple mistakes, bad start. You crash in the whoops. It's to be expected. He's not going to have a perfect run. He's got to make mistakes. He got a pretty big one out of the way, I feel. Luckily for him, it wasn't a triple crown. He was able to rebound with a top 10. So I'm still stoked on the kid. I think he still has so much more to prove. And I'm starting to think we can get a podium on him by the end of the year. Again, you look at, I don't know, Michael Moseman, Jordan Smith, Nate Thrasher, all guys who keep crashing, not even by other people. They keep either taking themselves out or whatever the right. deal is. So I don't know, man. What do you think? You think Hayden gets on the podium by the end of the year? Because my, my opinion has changed a little bit since round one. So I'm not sure what you think. Mm -hmm. Right, so I think a podium is a hell of a lot more realistic than a win. I don't think he's going to clock a win this year. Again, like I said in the last video we did on Deegan, you cannot judge him on this season. It's a good yeah. gauge, but he's finding his legs on the bike with the team, with the whole, you know, with the whole system. So I yeah. think next season is going to be where he's settled in and he's a hell of a lot faster. We already know the kid's got insane corner speed and rides like a factory-level rider should. So yeah. I think this year, not a write-off, but it's definitely like a little bit of a gauge as to where he's at. Next year is going to be the fun year. Um, again, I just don't understand all the hate that this kid gets. It's just like it bothers a lot of people for some reason. I don't understand. But like I said, I think next year is the year. This year is just kind of just watch and see. Absolutely, yeah. I think it's really important for him to finish the season out, like, you know, just without getting hurt. Because I've been thinking about it a little bit, and it, he kind of has, you know, like an Adam Cianciarillo, like, aura around him. Like, growing up as, like, I wouldn't say the golden child, but he kind of has that type right. of, like, you know, untouchable when you're a kid and you got all the nice equipment and all that. So he kind of has had that target on his back since he was young. And the hate's got to come True. from the YouTube channel, right? Being in front of the camera since you're a little, like, a, just a young boy. I can't imagine right. that, but... Um, and, and I know... Dude, I know we're going to do a video on this in, in, in a later segment because we've already talked about this. But he is one of those he's one of those riders that you love to hate because the kid's got natural talent and he's got a big name yeah. and he's got a lot of money and he's got a good support system. It's not like he comes from, you know, some no-name family that also happens to be like a dad who's never home type deal. The yep. kid's got everything going for him in the corner. He's got one of those rare families that is just a solid family unit. So I think that brings in 
a lot of hate. I don't know if there's a lot of jealousy or resentment from there, but no one likes to yeah. see the rich kid do good. And I think in this situation, that's a little bit of what's going on. But again, 100%. when to ride at this level, to be at the top, to earn that ride and stay, you know, in the media headlines, you have to have some level of talent and work ethic. Absolutely. So I just think I think the kid's going to be uh, going to be moving on up and up. So, dude, let's wrap up the 250s by giving us a rookie update. But but first, but first, Chris Blos, not a rookie, but kind of a rookie. My dude, Mitch, you call him a Mitch dinosaur Payton. in the first episode. What are you talking about? Mitch, Mitch Payton's dinosaur, Mister Consistent, getting uh, ninth overall. Chris Blos does it again. But dude, give me give me the updates on the rest of the rookies between uh, Hymas, Hawkins, Braswell, Vial. Relay it on me, man. Yeah, no, Hymas is just. I don't know. He he's not underperforming in my opinion. I think he's just really quiet. Probably underrated more than anything. Uh, there's a few of the guys that are making the mains every week that have been in the class for a few years, and he's beating them pretty consistently. Like you look like a Colin Park, those kind of guys. Um, being on Factory Honda, I'm expecting he'll have to do a little better next year if he wants to keep that ride. But I'm impressed yeah. with Hymas. You know, getting, he got a good start in the third race, I believe. Second or third race, he was up front. He just needs to get good starts and be confident. It's got to be hard being a rookie in that class, but. Um, no, 10th place for him again, another top 10 really well. Uh, Talon Hawkins, I don't really know what to say about him other than he's been really quiet. You know, he, he's just there. He's, he's getting in the yep. mains, which is good. Not much happening with him. And I look to see him improve, hopefully. Again, he's, he, we've talked about it before. He's still in a pretty big role in that team. It wasn't supposed to happen this year. He wasn't supposed to be racing pro Supercross yet. But, hey, props to him. He's, you know, above the top 15. And then Caden Braswell, you know, signed with the Phoenix Honda team and was supposed to race, you know, to the East for his first year and didn't qualify again. So he's only got one race under his belt. He's got to do something different because he has the speed. He's a really, really good rider, very smooth, very technical. I just don't know if it's a mental thing, if he's just struggling with that, but he didn't qualify again this weekend. So um, I don't know what you think about that, but it's not a good start for someone who was your Horizon Award winner at Laredo Lins this year. Right, and I, I think, you know, I don't know if there's any mental stuff going on there. Um, tr- when you see, when you when you become, when you reach that level in the amateur ranks, right, and yeah. then you get into the pros, and you're like, "Damn, I'm not that good, or I'm not that good yet." Might be mm-hmm. a little kick in the ego. These kids are young, so they're just learning how to deal with all that and the hormones that come with it. So I want to give I want to give the the rookies and I want to give the futures a little bit more slack when it comes to the performance side of things. Just yep. because there's a lot of development to be had in that, you know, in that realm, and I know we're gonna do a, a, a futures, an entire video dedicated to just the futures riders. It's just a lot of data that we have to compile and break down. So, guys, Absolutely. be on the lookout for that. But Chris, rolling right on in, man. The main event, the 450s. Reason why everybody's here. Um, yep. Cooper Webb, my dude, is consistent. He's back on top. Do I think Chase Sexton got robbed? Mm, a little bit. What do you think, man, about the 450 main and Cooper Webb just taking it? Uh, Cooper Webb just blows my mind more and more every week. You know, it's it's he's just he's always there. He's not the fastest guy. He's not the flashiest guy, but he's there right. every time, no matter what. Um, you know, second in the second race, and then he won the third race by Sexton getting held up. But he seemed like he was coming out of Sexton pretty quick. So again, it's just it's there's a lot going on. Sexton is still learning, trying to avoid these mistakes that he made. He, again, he, he crashed again in the third race, but Tomac did too. You know, these guys aren't perfect. They're, this stuff's going to happen. Uh, Chase has a lot more eyes on him because he's been doing it a lot more, but I'm just really impressed with Webb. Um, su- surprised that Tomac fell, and I don't know what to say about Sexton other than he was just kind of, 
in the middle, didn't qualify first, didn't win any of the races. Right. He was just there again, you know? He's, he's fast, but just up front, he's right? got to get his stuff together. <laughs> get your shit together, Chase. We want to see you win some races, man. <laughs> I think you, they just got to lock in and find, that, and find that groove. I feel as if the tracks this year are a little bit more technical or a little yeah. bit, I don't want to say difficult because, I mean, like, damn, they're definitely difficult, but are much more challenging of riders at this caliber. I mean, yeah. dude, we've been watching Supercross since, you know, the mid, the, you know, the early to mid-2000s together, dude. I don't know, man. I just think the tracks now might be a little bit more technical or a little bit more difficult. What do you, what do you think on that side of things? Yeah, the tracks, uh, I, I don't know. It's, I think the whoops are, like, the biggest thing right now, and I don't know if the guys are just struggling with, like, bike setup in the whoops or whatever the deal is, but um going back to i think was it oakland that was that really good track that we all liked oakland was was crazy yep. good i don't know it's i think we need to do something different for sure um again there's something we can go into forever like a whole topic about but uh yep. the tracks are been very like cookie cutter other than that one we had this year so i'm ready for something different something new the longer lap times you know i, I hate like a 40 to 50 second lap time there's just right. again the lappers get in the way even more like we saw with chase so um yep. yeah i'm i'm ready for some some different stuff I don't, what, what can we do like like what's what's yeah. the change got to be you know so you're pumped for daytona is what you're saying a hundred percent yes for yeah. sure dude, we, we got, you know always dude always a fun race to watch man good race and we got hampshire coming up you know you look at jeremy martin yep. in the 250 class that could be a race that he could shine at and actually get a, a true main event win i love daytona it's yep best race of the year in my opinion to watch i don't know it's, it's epic there's always some epic dude, highlights I, I agree with you, man. It's it's almost as fun as watching um, what you call. It? I love watching Red Bull Straight Rhythm, different you know sanction and everything. But yes. um, it's like watching Red Bud, dude. Awesome track to watch outdoors on. Same with mm -hmm. Unadilla. A little bit more bias there, obviously, uh, being from New York. So Tomac announces that he's confirmed for outdoors. Yep. And then he signs on with uh, Super Motocross, right? Yep. Racing the championship and rounds. There was some stir about him potentially retiring. I don't think he's retiring. You seem to think he's coming back for 2024. What do you think Tomac's got for us, man? Yeah, just, again, consuming lots of moto media like we do every week, you know, hours and hours of podcasts and reading and all that good stuff. It sounds like he's not really, like, he didn't sign this deal because he's done next year. At least that's not what he's telling people. He signed this deal because right. he loves riding his dirt bike right now. He's enjoying racing, and he wants to go <laughs> race 11 more rounds of outdoors and three more rounds of Supercross this year, which sounds mm -hmm. crazy to me, but... Are we having some Tom Brady effect with the wife and kids? I don't know. I, it's, I'm joking. It's not that. But, yeah, it's really right. cool to see Tomac coming back. And it's, there's a lot of money on the line. I'd have to think that the team probably throwing a bunch of cash at him. And then, you know, to win the Super Motocross World Championship, millions of dollars on the line. I'm excited. It's going to be a really good summer. Last summer was one of the best summers of racing we've ever had. Every moto was a battle yep. between Eli and Chase. And I am so excited. I love outdoors. I cannot wait. Supercross needs Dude, to end. Outdoors, Get out of the way. Uh, <laughs> outdoors is arguably so much more fun to watch um, for a multitude of reasons. So what I think is going on with the Tomac situation and rumors about retirement and everything, and we see this with you know, Tom Brady, we see this with other athletes and other sports and industry. Um, you know, when you reach that level, you're like, okay, I'm best in class. My money is good, but I could probably pull more because I am the premier rider in the premier class. So they'll throw that out there, get the execs at Yamaha stirring and talking and being like, all right, they know the game too. They're going to throw them some cash, get them back, go do your media tour, say you're not retiring, and everyone's happy. So yeah. I think it's just a little bit of a business play there. To be honest, like, you know, n not saying what's next for Tomac, but 
what would Tomac go on to do? So, for example, Brady's going to retire from football and get a massive media deal that he already signed. What would yep. Tomac do outside of Supercross, aside from be a normal dude, do his thing, and you know have his little side businesses as well? I just yep. think he he belongs in Supercross right now. The dude's at the top, needs to stay up there. Um, so I just think it was a little bit of a of a business play there. But dude, let's uh let's talk about Roxon because last week Roxon had a little bit of a shine, then looked uncomfortable. But I think Roxon now looking a little bit more comfortable, especially after having a triple crown. Um, yeah. Thoughts on Roxon this weekend? Uh, impressed. Uh, Kenny started off the the first race in second and held his own the whole time. You know he had Cooper and Chase coming up on him, and he didn't fall back or anything like he did last week. So that tells me that they're doing something with that bike. They're getting the bike more comfortable for him. Uh, Shane's been riding better. Chiz has been riding better. So. Yeah, it's, it's really good for him to stay in the top five and uh, almost podium again, you know. it's We all thought going into the year that this was going to happen. We knew there was going to be bike issues. It's just whether or not you can figure those issues out. So it seems like they're working hard. The team is putting a lot into him. And, yeah, fifth overall, that's awesome. I'm, I'm pumped for Kenny. Is that fifth overall? I'm pretty sure he did, yeah. Uh, fourth so. overall. So either way, yeah, he rode well yep. um, for fifth. And I, I hope he gets better. I'd like to see him win a race this year. I still don't see that, how do you put it, like, when he rode that Honda, he was so smooth. He could, you know, flow into the corners, always standing up. I don't right. see that comfort level out of him yet, but I do think it's achievable. Again, if the team keeps working hard and getting some suspension and chassis stuff figured out, I think he'll be good and he'll get back to his old winning ways. Dude, I think Roxon, and I don't want to dwell on this topic too much because I think it's speculation and I would need to do a lot of research to try to validate the point I'm about to make. Yep. I think Roxon's doing a little bit of what Stewart did when Stewart was on his way out trying to find every little thing wrong with the bike or maybe it felt as if every little thing was wrong with the bike he wasn't trying to find it but mentally he was thinking there was something wrong i don't know roxon mm-hmm. still top of his game a boatload of talent um yeah. he's just gotta i think he has to find his edge and get on those rails a little bit more he's definitely riding conservative and is consistent but he's we know he's i think we both know he's faster than what he's showing out for um but, dude, this is going to be my favorite topic to talk about because we were talking about this off camera. Yeah. The Hill Brothers, man. Josh and the Justin Hill, Brothers. Hill dude. Yeah, isn't that? I don't, it's weird to talk about Josh Hill in 2023 when back in you know, 2010 he was battling James Stewart for the championship. Like, he was one of the guys. He was up there battling every weekend. I remember yeah. one of the races in Phoenix where I think he won or I think he beat Stewart like straight up one race. It was, I don't know, Josh just has a crazy history. You know, he did a backflip and got hurt really bad. He just, He's a freestyle guy now. Like, look at him. He does freestyle events. He's not a supercross racer, full-time racer, quote-unquote, but obviously he's showing everybody what he has. Really impressive. Um, Justin has probably some of the the greatest bike skills in the sport as far as, you know, just Easy. technique and whips. And just I love watching that guy ride. And they've both been right around the top ten the past few weekends. You know, Josh... I don't. Again, he he went from barely qualifying to a thirteenth, and I think he was a little higher up last weekend. It's just it's impressive to see. Justin retired and was a police officer for a few years, and came out and he's doing this stuff again. I don't know. Their story is crazier than any of their stories in the sport right now, and I think that they need to be talked about a bit more because they're doing some big stuff, man. It's really cool. What do you think about the, the Hill brothers? Well, I think they're awesome, and someone who has a brother, um, you know, and whether it's the Stewart brothers or the Lawrence brothers. It is just cool to see that, you yep. know, you're, you're bar to bar with your sibling and exactly what you just said about Justin, man, that, which is why we're going to do a separate video on, I think the families and like siblings of this world, because 
The yeah. family dynamic and everything is so fascinating to break down where these guys come from, what is sacrificed, what they end up branching off doing and then coming back to the sport. Uh, incredibly interesting. So I just lo- I love what they're doing in Supercross, man. It's it's just it's sick. But um, it's just good to see them back out there, too, yeah. honestly, and especially Josh, dude. I grew up just – I remember kind of growing up watching Josh and just thinking that dude's style was totally different than, yep. you know, what was out there at the time, like you said, when he was fighting with Stewart. So just overall cool. But, dude, to wrap up this video, 450 points update. It's tight. Yeah, Going to go probably come down to the end, man. Um, I think only five points separate Oof. the top three or something like that, dude. What, what are you thinking on the points to date? Yeah, I, I think that the Supercross points, uh, this this series is one of the most exciting as well. We look at outdoors last year, and then this year with having three guys within, you know, five points of each other is, what else can you ask for as a fan, honestly? Truth. If, if you know, Webb wins another race, he takes over the lead. If Tomac wins this weekend, he stretches his lead out. There's just a lot of things that can happen, a lot of factors. I, I do look to, to Tomac to win Daytona just because he looks so comfortable on the bike, and he was really good there last year. He's going to be really good there this year. I'm really excited to see that, and I, I just I think it's awesome. Uh, we don't really have any other battles. I mean, Anderson and Roxton are kind of in their own little battle right now with Plessinger. I don't think they're going to be sure. contenders anymore, unfortunately. Um, Anderson threw his series away in the beginning with those dumb passes and takeouts. But, again, this is going to be a historic season of Supercross, and we're going to be talking about this one for a long time to come. What do you think, Matt? Yep. It, dude, definitely, definitely a fun. It's been one of the most fun seasons to watch. It's just refreshing, too. Yeah. Um, but like you like you mentioned earlier, dude, I'm pumped for outdoors. I love watching Supercross because it's indoors, it's fun, it's condensed. But you see a lot of the technique and strategy come into outdoors, which is what I like to watch. Yeah. Um, and plus, too, just the atmosphere of outdoors. The crowds are bigger, crowds are all over. You hear the air horns and everyone cheering and clapping. Everything is nuts. So the culture is different. And dudes, you dude, you know this more than anyone. You've been you've been overseas to donations. You've been yep. to Redbud. You've been to all the big races. So you dude, you know, man, outdoors is just special. <laughs> outdoors it's just you know you and i we can relate to outdoors more than anything you know we never grew up racing pro supercross but you can ride pro national tracks and you can get that same feel uh i don't know yeah i've been fortunate enough to go to uh, destinations and ass in and red bud and had champagne poured in my mouth from plessinger in 2021 like i had some pretty cool memories i'm pretty fortunate in that aspect so i just yeah i love outdoors i love watching the guys ride and show their true technique that's that's the man sport that's that's and separate the boys from the men you know oh, i love oh outdoors <laughs> well that, that's a separate topic man and we're gonna cut that for the next video okay guys as always thank you so much for watching um like i said we just announced our winner for the 500 subscriber giveaway we've got one giveaway left at 1000 subs you get to pick between a rider replica jersey or a moto gift card of your choice so be sure to subscribe comment down below which you would rather win and we will see you guys in the next video three two one